Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Friends Indeed podcast. I'm Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader. So nice to have you with us. I'm the executive director of Friends Indeed here in Pasadena, California. And we are a social service agency. We provide supportive services to meet basic human needs. So our homeless and at-risk neighbors, they can rebuild their lives. And everything we do is about compassion, connection, and dignity for all of our clients and guests. And uh, it's wonderful to have you here uh, listening. So I really appreciate that. So we're going to continue with the second part of our series that is focused on a report called Out of Reach, and uh, that comes uh, directly from the uh, National Low-Income Housing Coalition. We started uh, last week, uh, last episode, with that. Uh, Some statistics and conversation and stories uh, based on uh, this report um, that... uh, really works to provide up-to-date information and uh, helps to formulate policy, educates the public uh, on the housing needs and the struggles uh, for, for solutions. And uh, this is an annual report, and it primarily focuses on the wage rate uh, nationally for what is needed to uh, rent a modest one-bedroom or two-bedroom Rental Uh, And nationally, as we said last week, uh, the national housing wage is $28.58 per hour to rent a two-bedroom rental home or $23.67 for a modest one-bedroom. So what does that mean? That means if you're an hourly worker, it is going to require you to make either $28 an hour or almost $24 an hour uh, to work one full-time job in order to be able to pay uh, the rent. And so the thing I want to talk about today is digging into what is uh, happening here in California and then primarily what's happening here uh, in our area of, of Pasadena and uh, the, great, the surrounding communities here. And let's start with this. Two-bedroom rental housing wages. Here in California, in order to make that happen, you need to make $42.25 an hour. $42 an hour in order to afford two-bedroom rental housing. And that's for one job. So let's break that down. Facts about California. Minimum wage, and it's, it's by, by city it goes uh, to sometimes up, but California itself, the minimum wage in California is $15.50. It's a little higher here in Pasadena, uh, it's about $16.93, which is much better uh, uh, than this uh, statewide and certainly better than the national average, national minimum wage, which is still disgustingly $7.25 an hour. So the average wage for a renter in California is $33.67. So minimum wage fifteen fifty, 
Average renter wage, $33.67. Two-bedroom housing wage, $42.25, as I mentioned. 45% of people in California are renters. Almost 6 million people. So let's break this down. Average renter wage, $33.67. Two-bedroom housing wage in California. $42.25. So, this report from the National Low-Income Housing Coalition tells us this. If you make the minimum wage in California to afford a two-bedroom rental home at fair market rate, you need to either make $42 an hour But if you make minimum wage, you will either A, need to work 109 hours per week at minimum wage for a two-bedroom, 88 hours per week at minimum wage for a one-bedroom, or you could do this. To have a two-bedroom rental, you would need 2.7 full-time jobs at minimum wage for two-bedroom, you would need 2.2 full-time jobs at minimum wage for one-bedroom. So, you either got to work 109 hours or have almost three full-time jobs for a two-bedroom or work 88 hours or 2.2 full-time jobs for a one-bedroom if you make minimum wage. And let's look at our neighbors just state, state by state, just to give you a little example. So, in Nevada, statewide two-bedroom wage, $28. Idaho, $21. Montana, $19. Wyoming, $17. Colorado, $32. Let's go to the East Coast a little bit. New York, $40. Pennsylvania, $23. Florida, $30. Most of the other states in the Midwest, $18, $19, $20 an hour. Texas, $25 an hour. By far, California is the highest. And as part of this, as I said uh, last episode, it's a lot of numbers, and so I'm not going to make these episodes that long, but uh, let's, let's tell you a few stories that I got uh, from this report. Let me tell you about Marie. Marie is a 70-year-old wife, mother, grandmother who has experienced income loss and threats of eviction and homelessness over the past three years. So Marie's husband lost his job in July of 2020, so right as COVID was taking off. Her and her husband were threatened with eviction, so they moved out of their rental home into a hotel. They were able to afford that hotel with Marie's Social Security benefits and income from her husband's new job until his employer let him go in December of 2022. Then, Marie and her husband lived in a homeless shelter 
from December until March 2023. That's when Marie had a heart attack. That's when Marie had a heart attack. Thankfully, soon after the heart attack, they were able to find an apartment and secure an emergency housing voucher, which is pretty lucky. So her and her husband have a combined income of $1,900 a month between her Social Security and his unemployment. So they receive their voucher, and they now anticipate they can contribute $570 a month towards their rent. That leaves them $1,300 every month to pay for other things, which includes $700 for Marie's car payment and insurance, costs of health care, Medicare, prescriptions, food. And the reason you might ask that she's keeping the vehicle, even though it costs a lot, she says, I'm prioritizing rent and a car payment over buying food and medical care saying, we don't want to stay in this apartment forever as a permanent residence. So I'm holding on to my vehicle, so if I have to move out in a couple of months and be out on the street, we can survive better. Because if you have a car and you're on the street, you're one step above those who don't have a car. So let's dig in a little bit to... Our area, Pasadena, the surrounding communities. So one of the cool things about this national low-income housing coalition, and it's it's in the it'll be it's in the in the summary. There's the link uh, to the website, and you can go on it, and you can type in your own zip code, and you can figure out what's going on in your neighborhood. But here's what's going on in our neighborhood by zip code. So, 91104, which is essentially northeast Pasadena. Wage rate for a two-bedroom rental, just about $46 an hour. 46 You go up into Altadena or parts of Altadena, and it's $49 an hour. If you go over west a little bit more and you head towards La Cañada, Flint Ridge, which is a town, uh, if you're not familiar, just, just to the west of Pasadena, that wage for a two-bedroom, modest rental, $64 an hour, $64 an hour. So let's put that in perspective so you can understand. In California, fair market rent of a two-bedroom apartment on average is $2,200. In order to afford this level of rent and utilities without paying more than the 30% of income in housing, that's the 30% of the area mean income, and that's if you pay more than that, you're considered severe uh, either cost burden, housing cost burden, or severely housing cost burden if you pay above 50%. So to afford that without paying more than 30%, 
you have to earn $7,300 a month or just about $88,000 a year. $88,000 a year to afford fair market rent of a two-bedroom apartment in the state of California on average. The lowest rate in our area for wages is a little uh, to the west, northwest Pasadena, $39 an hour. Down towards the southern part of Pasadena, $57 an hour. You head into South Pasadena, $64 an hour. So I'm looking all the way out to almost the San Fernando Valley. And there is nothing less rate-wise than $47 an hour. $59 an hour, $58 an hour, $63 an hour, $64 an hour, $56 an hour, hour, $64, $64, $64, all around here. Except for a few areas where it goes down to $35 an hour, and these are areas where there's much lower income folks living. So why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because when we talk about housing and we talk about why are people struggling and we learn about people who have jobs, you see, you need to make so much more money than the minimum wage and so much more money at an hourly rate than most people do make in order to just afford a two-bedroom house to rent. These are not ownerships. These are rentals. And so there's no equity building. There's no uh, accruing of, of savings in your house. You're just paying rent. So there's no refinancing. There's no ability to get uh, loans against your house. There's no line of credits, uh, line of credit. And the people that we work with at Friends Indeed, they're hardworking people. And so I want people to understand that those who are helping with rental assistance, you can see now why we're helping. Because if you don't make $40 an hour plus, it's going to be very difficult to afford a small rental home. And even if you barely make that, that's without buying food, clothing, insurance, car payment, cell phone, stuff for your kids if you have kids. And that doesn't even consider 
going to a movie, going out to dinner. One lady said she was trying to get her dignity back because whenever she goes out to dinner with a friend, if she's able to, the friend offers to pay. So she knows how embarrassing that is for her, and so she doesn't go that often. Makes up excuses of why she can't go. So let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and I'll tell you one more story and give you just a few more facts. But I think this is hopefully sinking in and uh, seeing. If you're listening in California, we live in perhaps the most expensive state in the union in order to afford a rental unit. Annual income to afford, remember, $88,000 a year. $88,000 a year. So this is the Friends Indeed podcast. I'm Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader. Stay with us, and we'll be right back. So on October 14th, we are going to be hosting a brand new fundraiser called Stories from the Street. It's going to be a outdoor movie night at Farnsworth Park in Altadena, and it's going to be featuring a film called The Soloist. And you may have seen this uh, film back in 2009 based on true events in the life of LA Times columnist Steve Lopez. So I want to play you an opening clip from the movie uh, as a way to hopefully get you excited about uh, this story. And then I invite you to take a look uh, at our website, friendsindeedpas.org, and uh, see how you can um, become a sponsor and uh, learn more about this event and hopefully uh, participate. So here's a two-minute scene from the moment that uh, Steve Lopez, played by Robert Downey Jr., uh, meets Nathaniel Ayers, played by Jamie Foxx. Stevie Wonder fan? Oh, my sherry wants the sign of my life. Sign sealed, delivered. But you really shouldn't write on a violin like that because you have to treat a violin like a child. You have to protect it. You only got two strings. All I want to do is play music, and here's the problem that I'm having right here. This one's gone, this one's gone, this little one's out of commission. But you get that in Cleveland Public Schools. A lot of military statues in Cleveland. Very military is that where you're from? in the city. You're not going to get musicians on parade there. You got Severance Hall there. You have the music settlement, Ohio State University. Whereas in Los Angeles, you have Los Angeles PD, you have LA Times, you have Los Angeles Lakers. Those are armies too. Military regimentation, experimentation, Roman Gable, Roman Catholicism, Colonel Sanders. But this guy right here is the quarterback of the orchestra. Now the cello can back this guy with the same moves, but the cello can't become a master at all. He leads out. This is just Dr. Perlman, Joshua Heifetz. You can't play music in the winter in Cleveland because of the ice and the snow. That's why I prefer Los Angeles to Beethoven City because it never rains in Southern California. And if it does, all I have to do is just go in the tunnel like I can play to my heart's content. I'm flabbergasted about the statue. Aren't you flabbergasted about this? Anyway. Nice to meet you. Do you have any idea how it got here? No. Nah. Maybe they dropped it off late at night. Because it's just astonishing to sit here for hours and just, just gaze at it. it. It just blows me no away. Idea. It really blows me away. This one is great as Beethoven is a leader in Los Angeles. Yeah. 
I'm Steve Lopez, LA Times. Lopez, L-O-P-E-Z? Yeah. Lopez. Los Angeles Times, Mr. Lopez. What's your name? Lopez. Uh, Nathaniel Anthony Ayers Jr., N-A-T-H-A-N-I-E-L-A-T-H-O-N-Y-A-Y-E-R-S-J-U-N-I-O-R. Or J-R period. I apologize uh, for my appearance. I've had a few setbacks. Me too. Who are Nancy, Paul, and Craig? Those are my classmates at Juilliard. So I hope that uh, you'll join us on October 14th for stories from the street where you can uh, see this uh, entire film. It's a very powerful uh, film called The Soloist. And uh, I'm very blessed that in a, in a few weeks I'll be able to share a recorded interview that I was able to do for this podcast uh, with Steve Lopez. And he's also provided a, a personal introduction uh, to the film. So October 14th, Stories from the Street, Farnsworth Park. Don't miss it. Now let's uh, head back to the show. So let me tell you about this person named Skyler. So Skyler's a voucher holder. She was evicted from her rental home in August of 2022, where she had lived for six years. Uh, but she was evicted because she removed a malfunctioning smoke detector. So to avoid entering a homeless shelter, Skylar and her son moved in with a close friend. Skylar slept on her friend's couch for four months while she searched for a property that would accept her voucher. Now, after paying over $1,000 in fees for applications to multiple apartments, Skylar learned that her applications were being denied because she had three evictions on her record. Evictions, however, that had been expunged in 2021 because they were the result of identity theft. She tried going through third parties to get the evictions removed from her record, but she didn't have any success. Now her voucher expired in December of 2022 before she could find a landlord who would accept it. Skylar says, it was definitely a stressful, stressful time of my life, probably the most stressful time of my life. Now, fortunately, Skylar was approved for public housing in January of this year, and she currently lives in a two-bedroom apartment in a quieter, safer neighborhood, yet she still struggles to be financially secure. So this report by the National Low-Income Housing Coalition as I've said, lays out how much you have to make in order to afford a place to rent. Two-bedroom or one-bedroom. So let's look at it again. California. Two-bedroom market rate, $42 an hour in order to afford a $2,200 a month two-bedroom which equates to $88,000 a year, which at minimum wage would take you nearly three jobs to afford. Three jobs. 
So the area median income in California, remember, the income you need is 87000 The area median income is 114000 It's outrageous that you have to make almost $90,000 a year just to be able to hopefully rent a modest two-bedroom fair market place. But that's what we're facing. That's what we're facing. And we're facing it pretty broadly here in Pasadena. So I invite you to uh, go on this website, National Low Income Housing Coalition, read up on the report and uh, learn about other folks who have uh, been affected. Type in your own zip code. See what it takes to live uh, in your neighborhood. So let me tell you one more story uh, that comes from our program. Uh, This is a story uh, about a man named Oliver. So Oliver's a disabled 59-year-old man who... He lost his job, fallen behind on rent, and he reached out to our eviction prevention program after he received a three-day notice to pay or quit. Now, he found that unemployment insurance that he was receiving was not enough money to cover his rent and all of his other monthly bills, which is no surprise based on all the numbers and statistics that I just told you. So Oliver was working with a resource case manager to help him find work and with a social worker who was assisting him with his disability. And that's when he reached out to us uh, for rental assistance. He was finding it difficult to obtain work because of his back problems and his age. So our program helped him pay off his arrears and also provided short-term rental assistance while he diligently worked with his case managers to find employment. Uh, As of now, he's already had two job interviews since our assistance started, and our help has allowed Oliver to focus on securing employment to support himself without having to also have the stress of paying rent. So if Oliver doesn't find a place that is going to pay at least $44 an hour, he's going to have a significantly hard time finding a rental that he can afford unless he wants to work three jobs. So I hope this has been uh, educating, educational for you. Uh, that's really one of the reasons I do this podcast, uh, to tell stories and to, to, to share uh, information, but also to, to provide you know, as much education and uh, opportunity for learning and giving you resources Uh, to learn more and to to get involved. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Friends Indeed podcast. I'm really glad uh, that you joined. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can visit our website, friendsindeedpas.org. You can check us out on social media. And uh, if you are not already on our mailing list, go on our website and uh, just uh, fill out your email and uh, we will make sure that you get added and uh, can get all kinds of announcements, my weekly email and everything else that's going on, including stories from the street where we're showing the soloist October 14th. So uh, don't miss out on that. All right. Until next time, I'm Rabbi Joshua Levine Grader. Thanks for joining. This is the Friends in D podcast and uh, we'll see you later.